can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. G'day folks, Peter here. Welcome back to Monday Down Under on the Talking Pool Podcast. Uh, I love being able to share some of my insights and opinions as a pool technician in Australia. How's your week been going? I have had a week from hell. A silly little thing started it all off. One of my technicians was on a job, uh, put a hand into a skimmer to remove a skimmer basket and there was something in there that she couldn't see or didn't notice that stabbed between her finger and fingernail. Uh, Now, for those who don't know, that used to be used as a form of torture. So she gave me a video call uh, showing blood pouring down her arm. Uh, Yeah, she could see she was in a lot of pain. I said, look, leave the job, get to hospital, I'll deal with the customer. Just go. We've got insurance, workers' compensation insurance. It's all paid for. Just go get it checked out. So she went to uh, went to see a doctor. He referred her to hospital. He referred her to X-rays, uh, and also referred her to a, a surgeon. They couldn't find anything, but her hand was swollen and tingling and throbbing. So the surgeon said, "Right, you've got to take a week off work. Now it's spring here." The season is very much growing, very much picking up. The last thing the rest of us needed was to have to fill her round of jobs. So some delays were caused, but not once did this cause a problem with a customer because I've taken great pains to build rapport with my customers. And this is perhaps one of the things that helped me grow my business more than just about anything else. Uh, Stay tuned for another episode coming up where I'll talk about the single biggest thing I've done to grow the business. But these people know me. They know my technicians. They trust us. They respect us. So when I said, look, this technician's been injured, their first question, they would typically interrupt me, oh, is she okay? That's wonderful because it shows there's that rapport, there's that mutual care. Not once did a customer say, oh, well, why didn't you get somebody else out here straight away to finish the job? Because they understand. I've built that rapport. They know we provide great service, professional service, and they know we've got their best interests in mind. So when I'd say, look, here's this delay, everyone without fail said, not a problem and they wished her well on recovery. So the big takeaway from this is stay safe out there and double-check your skimmers before you empty the basket. So what are some of the ways that I've built this rapport with customers, and how can it help everyone in the industry? How can it help us all 
to grow our businesses and to provide a better and higher level of service. Well, the first thing is I realised long ago I'm there as a professional, not as a friend. Um, I have been invited to things like pool parties with customers. I always politely decline because if that becomes the norm, are they going to expect free service, special favours, special discounts? Because if that line gets crossed, it's very hard to pull your way back from it without damaging this, this professional relationship. So I do keep things strictly professional. But that doesn't mean that I have to be stern with them. Uh, be friendly, be polite. Sometimes you have to be compassionate with the customer, especially if they've been stung by a bad experience. One example will always come to mind. I had a customer, a young woman, young lady, she rang me and said, oh, do you do pool services? I said, yes. And she said, I've got a problem with my pool. And there and then on the phone, she burst into tears. And I thought, what is going on? And she pulled herself together a little bit and she said, I've been paying another pool service an exorbitant amount of money. She told me, and it was about three times what I, what I would charge for a normal service. And she said, the pool's kind of clean at the end of it, but he, he never finishes the job properly. And one to two weeks after service, the pool starts getting algae appear starts going green and the last three rent inspections by the property manager I'll be told I need to fix it and the last one was just the other day and they told me I'm about to be evicted if I don't get the pool in order she said what can I do so I said I tell you what I'm passing right by your area uh, right through your area it was something like a minute detour to go to a house and I said, I'll come there, meet with you, we'll have a chat, find a solution, and then I'll get your pool sorted for you. And you could just hear the hope and the gratitude in her voice. So I went out there, met with her, walked out to the pool, and immediately everything about it just screamed phosphates. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole phosphates debate here. That's a topic for another episode. Man, I must have a lot of other episodes coming up by now. Looked at the number of trees, especially a lot of palm trees that were dropping those horrible little flowers and those little berries in there. It was about 50 metres away from a river, so there was duck poop all around the pool. Uh, there were a couple of ducks not far away, evil mongrels that they are. And I said, look, I think it's phosphates, but I'm going to check. I use a spin test photometer, pulled it out. Started the test, pulled out my smartphone to open the app up. And she was looking curious and she said, what's, what's that? I said, oh, that's my water tester. I said, what did the last guy use? Strips or dropper bottles or something? And she said, no, he told me he'd been doing it so long he doesn't need to test the water. He can just see what's wrong with it. Well, as Rudy always tells us, you can't tell if the chemistry's good by looking at it. So I did the test. Phosphates were off the charts, way, way too high. I said, there's your problem. Apart from that, the water wasn't even close to balanced. 
So on this one, I did a just a fairly standard green pool recovery. Uh, shocked it with a lot of chlorine. Uh, also did a phosphate removal treatment. Uh, probably could have used alum for this one, but it wasn't worth the effort of going to a vacuum to waste. Uh, it was actually on this job very difficult to get a to get a service pump out there to do that. Um, got the pool sorted out. She was amazed. She said, the pool's never been this clean. I said, well, I told you I'd sort it out for you. She even gave me a hug, which is another rule I don't, you know, I'm against that. But she kind of lunged at me. It was very, very awkward. <laughs> very awkward indeed. Three months later, got a text message from her saying, where's the effect of, you're amazing. That's a quote. You're amazing. Well, we know it. The pool's still clear. There's no algae. What did you do? So I just replied saying, well, I did my job properly. Um, if you need anything else, please feel free to give me a call. Because I'd shown a bit of compassion there and absolutely showed professionalism, I've not only kept them as kept her as a customer until she moved out of the house and moved into a home without a pool. But her roommates, her housemates, who live with her, when they moved to houses with pools, they took me with them. They recommended me to the real estate company who handled the property management, who gives me a lot of other work. And they've all recommended me to other friends. So I didn't just get this job. I've probably gained, I guess, maybe a dozen other new customers plus the property manager. That's the gold. That's the gold because they've got a steady stream of pools that need work and need attention. So building rapport counts, showing some compassion, but most of all showing professionalism. So from a first inquiry with a customer, be it a phone call, be it a text message, be it an email, show professionalism. Get back to them. Get back to them in a polite and friendly way that show that I'm professional about this. This is serious. This is not just me thinking, oh, I'll become a pool guy because it's an easy job. I'm always amazed how often I hear that. When I arrive on site, at worst, I'm on time. I normally aim to make it there out the front three minutes early. When I ring that doorbell, it is precisely the time that I booked. If I say it's going to be 9.30 that I arrive, it's not 9.29, it's not 9.30 in 10 seconds, I make a point of having it bang on. Now, I get it. Sometimes we're delayed, be it bad weather, be it bad traffic. As soon as I know there's going to be a delay of more than three minutes, I send them a text message saying, slight delay, I'll be there then. And again, people don't mind as long as we communicate. Communication's key. When I arrive, they see the branding on my truck. This branding matches the branding on my website, on the signature on the email that I've sent them before I get there. Uh, the night before, I send them a uh, this is important. I send them a, a very quick text message just to confirm the booking. I arrive, they see the truck, they see the logo on my polo shirt, same as any of my technicians. I hand them my business card 
consistent branding looks professional. That's when they realise this person's on the ball, they're organised, they're professional. Once you've established this professionalism, then you can almost straight away build the rapport. How do I do that? Let's say it's a green pool recovery. I'll walk out there, see the pool is green, and I'll say, gee, that one's a bit ripe, isn't it? And they normally go, oh, it breaks the tension. Sometimes people are nervous, especially if they've had bad experiences in the past. I then explain the situation very clearly. I'm just going to do a water test. Let me check what needs to be done. Then I'll be able to give you an estimate of price. Or I'll look at their equipment. If there's an equipment fault, let me just identify the problem. Explain it clearly. I often tell them, if you've got any questions, ask away. There's no such thing as a stupid question. We might think, I'm sick of being asked this question six times a day. But to the customer who doesn't have a background in the industry, it's an important question. Uh, I met with a, a few people, a part of my business network this morning, and somebody mentioned a term in their industry. He was a finance broker. He mentioned a term, and I said, oh, what's, what do you mean by this concept? And him and a few other finance and uh, insurance-related people in the room looked at me as if to say, what, you don't know? And one of them said, don't you know what that is? I said, well, don't you know what cyanure it is? It's not the jargon of my industry. We shouldn't expect them to have the full range of knowledge. Again, by respecting the questions they ask and not belittling them, that's a great way to build rapport. It contributes anyway. Humour. Humour is fantastic. I love a good pun. I love a good dad joke, particularly if the whole family's there. If the father of the family mentions something and I can make a, a dad joke, by definition, I think a dad joke contains a pun. It is clean and it's perhaps a little bit silly. Go for it. Invariably, the dad will laugh, the mother will cringe, and the kids will face palm. They go, oh, you sound just like dad. That too builds rapport because it's relatable. Relate with people. If I see something in their yard that's particularly interesting, I might touch on a discussion about that. I was at a property yesterday, again, a first time customer, and the lady was saying, Oh, my husband's barbecue is in the way. He already had a barbecue. Why does he need another? So even though her husband wasn't there, I could still build rapport by saying, oh, now I'm right into barbecues. That's an important investment. That's a wise choice. Bit of a smirk on my face. She knew I was half joking. I was able to give her a tip 
for a birthday present or a Christmas present for her husband. It's a local company does a, um, a barbecue course that is absolutely amazing. I've been there twice. I was able to hook her up with the people involved in that, and it was an easy Christmas present to buy for a husband that she knew 100% he would enjoy. Again, it built the rapport. Once he's got that present, once he's been given the tickets to that class, I can guarantee I'll have rapport with him even before I've met him. It's amazing how these things work. Important thing about humour, though, keep it clean. I know of a couple of pool services in our area who will make jokes that are both racist and or sexist. That is the perfect way to kill rapport, lose respect, and get yourself a very, very bad reputation. There is absolutely no excuse for this. Uh, I mean, I suppose you probably could have gotten away with the 1970s, but that was a very, very long time ago. Um, you want to build rapport, not destroy it. Customers also love, and this relates to relatability, customers also love an anecdote. Or they love something, uh, I guess, really, that they can relate to. Uh, one of the challenges is, uh, that I have is explaining to people why I'm not going to work on a natural pool. You know the ones where they don't have a filtration system, they believe it's chemical-free, they've got plants in the water that they say cleans it and filters it? I explain, okay, nature is trying to reclaim this water. Effectively, it's a pond. It's a beautiful pond, but there's nothing to stop bacteria growing in it. When I explain how this all works, sometimes they start to realise it. Uh, if they don't start to realise it, then I simply say, let me send you a reference from the Western Australian Health Department, which says why they're a bad idea. I forward that document, and sure, there might not be rapport, but yes, there's professionalism. You've backed up your claims, explained them, and provided documentation to support it. Another one I get is when people ask about the importance of scrubbing their pool, because most people couldn't be bothered going out there to scrub their pool, especially if they don't have regular service where the technician does it. And I say, well, yeah, you can rely on chemistry without scrubbing, just like you can rely on mouthwash without brushing your teeth. Again, that's something, it's something they can relate to. Uh, apparently, some of them know what it's like to go a few days without brushing your teeth. I shut up at the thought. But anything we can do to make it relatable, make it funny, make it personable, but keep it professional. If you work hard at building this rapport with your customers and equally with your suppliers, with other technicians. I've got some great relationships with other technicians in the area. We'll regularly share work with each other. Uh, a couple of times I've said, hey, we've got this really big job. Are you able to help out on this one? And it's a joint effort. And everything's arranged properly in a commercial way. This is the deal. This is the payment, normally an hourly rate. Uh, I just need help with some muscle on site. 
building rapport is something that a lot of people gloss over. But the new customers it can get you, the way it can help grow the business, and the way it can build your reputation is truly remarkable. Another perfect opportunity to build rapport with a customer is if something goes wrong. You can show professionalism and build rapport from something bad happening. Just the other day, I had a technician on a job and there was a little bit of damage to the lid on their pool equipment enclosure. Tiniest little hole, a type of thing some people wouldn't even notice, wouldn't even worry about. But my technician did fantastic. She did superb job. She sent the, the customer a text message with a photo of it saying, I do apologize. This was damaged during service. I'm going to tell Pete. He'll contact you to arrange repairs. She contacted me. I gave him a call and I said, I believe this technician has told you about this damage. We've got it under control. I am going to have to come out there and measure it, but we will get it fixed. The last thing you want is for the customer to notice damage, but if they're told about it straight away, they don't mind because they know, oh, they're onto it. They'll get it fixed. I've already built great rapport with this customer over the last, what, six months, a year. I've been working on his pool, maintaining his pool. Met with him, took the measurements, explained the process. This morning I spoke with somebody I know who's actually a sign writer who deals with the type of material that was used for the panel, and that's being made as we speak. So it should be about a week or two by the time that's made and we've got all the other pieces cut going out there. He said, as long as it gets done, I know everything's slow, everything's taken forever since COVID hit here. I've got faith that you'll do it. That's a plus. Even though there was damage, he knows it's going to be fixed. I'm going to be making sure that this problem is fixed to look better than the original. Because that further builds rapport. Like I said earlier, it's one of the biggest things I've ever done to grow my business. And I'm going to keep doing it. And you can bet I'm going to keep the dad jokes coming. You folks have a great week there, wherever in this crazy world you are. Take care of yourselves. Uru. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People, for the Pool People, by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 